It's time for Bent News. When you need to know, get bent. Bruce Springsteen in the news again, Marcus. He's going on tour, but this time it's in the United States. He's due for a big United States tour. It may not feel like it, but it's been six years. They start February 1st in Tampa. Through the Southland, down through Texas, Missouri, West Coast, around Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center March 16th. The tour wraps up at least this leg of it, and I suspect there'll be dates added in between the dates and maybe more to the final date, which is in Newark, New Jersey at the Prudential Center. Mark is coming home to wrap up the tour. It could take a week. <laughs> Buddy, I know you were excited to see that Rage Against the Machine was getting back to it on stage in the last week for their first show, and I think our buddy Zach De La Rocca got a little bit too into it injured his leg and had to sit through the final part of the performance. What a knock in the head, not a bullet. What a knock in the head for Zach and the band that he should get hurt at their first gig. To come back after so long and to move around the stage and to perform the way Zach does, it had to have been crushing for him to have to perform those last seven, eight, nine, ten songs sitting down because he's a mover. In his role, he's part athlete. And I'll just say the first time you go out and start running a marathon again, you don't try to do all 26 miles at one time. (laughs) Well, the Emmys released their nominations in rock and roll, well represented by Peter Jackson's Get Back documentary. And Pam and Tommy got some nods, too. Get Back deserves every single nomination. I have not seen Pam and Tommy, so I can't tell you if it is worthy of those Emmy nominations. And you're going to love this one because we've been discussing it. The Netflix series Stranger Things has been nominated for an Emmy for outstanding music supervision because of everything that's happened with Kate Bush and Metallica and other songs that have been inserted into the series. Pretty cool. I agree. Bringing the 80s back to life musically is a lot of fun and it brings back a lot of memories for both of us. The man, Bob Dylan, in the news with another first, Marcus. There's a new technology where you can record to lacquer, and it will last. It won't, like, break down after a few plays. Like, remember the original lacquers when bands were making vinyl every day? Mm -hmm. You'd play them a couple times so you could hear what it sounded like, and then they were no good. Yeah. So they held an auction, and somebody bought it for $1.769 million. They bought the lacquer for that much money? Yeah. Whoa. Christie smiled that day for sure. And speaking of Bob, he's heading over to London for the first time in a long time, announcing tour dates that will bring him back to the U.K. So far, there's four shows at the Palladium in October, also uh, Wales and Hull and Nottingham and other dates. If you're a U.K. Dylan fan, get to your computer, figure out the closest date, and go. Marcus, we didn't do a Bent News update last week, but we had this news, and it kind of stunned us. Not that it happened, but that it happened now. The entirety of Frank Zappa's musical estate and beyond has been purchased by Universal Music Group for an undisclosed amount. All of the music, all of the film, everything is now part of Universal Music Group. And with the conflict between the kids since Gail died, she was the one who kept that relationship strong with Universal. 
and I guess they figured it was time to let them handle dad's trust and his legacy so they could just live their lives. I didn't realize there was a feuding between the siblings, but boy, it will be nice to see some weird Frank Zappa songs and commercials and TV shows and Frank goes mainstream. Seriously, commercial. I mean, think about it. Universal Music Group's going to try to capitalize on this, and it's great. Before people start freaking out, there will be no playing of Dynamo Hum lyrics in a commercial, ladies and gentlemen. Got a spot that gets me hot. Ooh, and you ain't been to it. No, 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 no. Got a spot that gets me hot. Ooh, and you ain't been to it. No, no, no. Got a spot that gets me hot. But you ain't been to it. Hey, Marcus, I think I found a place where we can build our podcast studio. Sharon and Ozzy are selling their $18 million villa-style 1929 beautiful classic Hollywood home. I'm packing my bags now. Yeah, man. We could do our whole thing just in the guest house over the garage. I'm telling you, this place is unbelievable. (laughs) Movie theater in the basement. All those classic-looking Hollywood rooms, you know? I went back to check the decline of Western civilization because I thought it might be the house that Ozzy was, you know, cooking breakfast in in that movie, and it wasn't. Uh, They've owned this house for the last several years. And uh, moving on back to the U.K. Looks like we're moving west. Marcus, the fun and games in regards to Danny Garcia's nightclubbing movie, The Birth of Punk Rock in New York City, and the uh, Sid Vicious opener, the short film, has begun. That's right. They've begun showing the film, and you can get all the details about this event and the screening nearest you on our blog at imbalancehistory.com. They've added a few things, and we also are highlighting the August 18th event at Philly Mocha on 12th Street in Philadelphia. I can't wait till we get to go see that together. It's going to be fun. Got one of those fun emails this week, Marcus, that we sometimes get from folks. It was cool to see somebody giving us some good feedback. It's Rex Black from New York, and he says, Hey, guys, just discovered your podcast through the interview with Chris France. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Is another one? Way to go. Now I'm starting from the beginning of your podcast in order. It's called a binge, my man. Welcome the binge-a-thon <laughs> it's up to 200 episodes so you're gonna be a while he says i just want to say that at age 67 i'm part of your peer team listening and i'm also a deep musicologist i just wanted to point out that in liverpool the river is called mersey not mercy i pointed out to him that might be our philly accents <laughs> he might have made it sound like mercy but uh, <laughs> and he talks about how it was elvis's third appearance on sullivan uh, where they had to censor him because I don't, I, we're going to have to look into that whole Elvis thing. We have to do more on Elvis, period. Yes, we do. Other than that, you guys are doing great with all your information, descriptions, and opinions. Well, I don't know about our opinions. Peace and love. Rex Black with three X's. He's triple X, man, uh, from New York City. So thanks for the uh, email. You can always email us at imbalancedhistory at gmail.com. This Monday, we jump into the imbalance time machine and go back, Marcus. Way back, and you spent a lot of time in 1972 getting ready, haven't you? I have. I am shocked. I can't even believe my editing skills at the age of six. <laughs> uh, buddy, I was speaking euphemistically, whatever that means. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's albums turning 50 in 2022 that means 50 years ago 1972 it's saying you were six i was 14 and totally in the throes of rock and roll 
I was just getting my feet wet, and putting this episode together has been a blast. Some incredible music in 1972. If you were alive during that time listening to music, you are going to flash back hard with this episode. And if you are new to all this and on the younger side, you might be turned on to some new music. As my dad used to say, if you listen, you might just learn something. And that's going to do it for this edition of Bent News. I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And when you need to know. Get Bent. Oh. <gasps>